Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. Today's episode is all about party time. Mm. <laughs> Exciting. When are we yeah. going? <laughs> um, it's probably not really about children's parties, though, we've decided, because a child's party is kind of geared around the child. You think about it being the venue being child friendly. You think about the people, the guests being child friendly and you have games geared to children. And so actually, although they can be an issue and probably there is a podcast in there about how to kind of plan that appropriately. This is more about adult events, isn't it? Mm -hmm. We've had a few of our followers talk about coping with kind of doing these things and having children. And we were just talking before we kind of went live with this that those events before you have children versus after having children are so different, aren't they? You know, going to a wedding as a couple or maybe on your own versus going with young children are a whole different event. And it can be quite overwhelming, I think, to kind of think about all those things that go alongside those more adult events that you're then coming along to with your little one. Yeah, and I think now at a lot of weddings, people are kind of helping you and saying, no children, <laughs> because people are actually recognising, aren't they? I mean, I know that that doesn't always happen and, you know, sometimes, but lots of people are saying that now, aren't they? But then you it know. can make it really hard on if they do say that and you don't have any support. Mm -hmm. And so actually what you happens really then? You necessarily because, go. Yeah, and then if you can't go... That's really sad as well, and that can feel really hard. And I've also know people who feel that saying no children is really a harsh thing to do. They can't see why the bride and groom may request that. And I think it can make it a little bit awkward sometimes. Awkward. Hmm. But again, you know, weddings cost a lot of money, and sometimes people don't want children running around and crying and shouting no and I think well the issue is um that a lot of the places where you have weddings and baptisms and those things are huge spaces aren't they which mm -hmm. actually for a child is like oh look at all that space you know mm -hmm. I just want to run around you know and then you kind of feel very it's quite difficult to then go oh, no, you're not really allowed to. Because how, do, I mean, I don't know, how do you explain that to a child? Mm, it's really hard to explain that to a child. And, and if you think about any of these kind of more adult things, so whether it's a party, whether it's, you know, a more formal meal, because you can have those as well, like anniversaries of grandparents and, you know, uh, relatives and things like that. So it's any of those kind of events, but I suppose talking kind of wedding events, there's the sitting down for the ceremony, then there's the waiting around, then it's things like food isn't at necessarily the same time as what they're used to. 
Um, and actually, is the food anything that they want to eat? And so have you had to adjust naps in order to be able to go to the wedding? Because normally they're at a lovely time of just after lunch, <laughs> about one-ish, you know, and that's smack bang on some little one's naps. And so all of those things have an impact and you're also trying to manage that. And ultimately, if you go to a venue that is perfect for running up and down stairs, running around a beautiful garden, whether it's actually it could be a small venue and everyone's really condensed into that small venue and you've got your little ones with you and you're even more conscious of the fact that they need to move and be doing things. And so it can be incredibly tricky to kind of manage those situations and feel comfortable because as we always mm -hmm. know, when we're not feeling very comfortable, our children pick up on it. And if they pick up on it, their behavior changes. And typically it will change that they may start running around because they're <laughs> a little bit unsure. So they're kind of, you know, working through that and trying to work out what's what's okay, what's not okay. Whilst potentially there's a wedding ceremony going on, you know, just just your average thing. <laughs> well, it's quite interesting, actually, because I've actually probably got a first-hand experience of this in that when we got married, our twins were two. Mm -hmm. And so me being like, it's got to be absolutely perfect, went into complete overload and panic about <laughs> how we were going to get the children to, to, you know, like behave, yeah. because actually... We weren't going to be able to do anything particularly. And I mean, really, they were prepared within an inch of their life. So our living room was turned into the aisle of the church because they were going to come down with me and follow, you know, and so not follow, they were going to hold my hand. So instead of my dad giving me away, they did kind of thing. My mm. dad's like, I, you know, I gave you away a long time ago. So they did it. So even before we kind of had got very close to the we started to prepare them so we had the music playing it was like we practiced where they were gonna sit and everything like wow. loads of times in fact they quite enjoyed it in the end <laughs> but then when it came and then before we were <laughs> before we went we took them to the venue so they could see the venue, so they could get used to what it was like, where they were get where we were going to do it, and then we did another practice in the actual place. But as you say, they were too. So on the day itself, my sister-in-law spent the whole time like looking. Well, not it wasn't just her, but you know, they spent time doing diff different things while I was getting ready, and the whole morning. They basically were playing bumpity bump down the stairs. You know how you go down the stairs, bump, 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 bump. So then when it came to the actual ceremony, they were to come in with me, as we know. So we came down the stairs and I'm like holding their hands and both of them at the same time went bump, 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 bump. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Nearly pulled me with them in my wedding dress. Like that was the start of it. So then we went in and to be honest, they were absolutely perfect because they knew what to expect. And I think that's a huge mm -hmm. thing about knowing what to expect. Yeah. But and, but on the way out, we, we'd we kind of said, well, you would, you'll come out with me and daddy and that's how it'll work. But they kind of couldn't get their heads around the fact that 
oh, you want to hold hands and we've got to go behind? No. So they both held my hands again, Aww. which was always so behind us. <laughs> it was really cute. But, you know, to the point that they were like, they didn't, that they just wanted me to do the stuff that I normally did. So at mm-hmm. one point I was in my wedding dress changing a nappy, you know, I mean, it really was that kind wow. of, but I think like you said, you actually have to kind of change your own expectations mm-hmm. of how stuff happens yeah because when you've got children it can't be the same no and I think it is managing your expectations of these sorts of things going forward that actually it might not be that you're going to be able to stay until two o'clock in the morning on the dance floor you might have a child who absolutely loves a good party but knows when their time's up and they lie down on some sofas or some chairs and they put themselves to sleep Some people don't have children that do that and they need to be in their own bed and they need to be back into a routine. And I think it's knowing knowing your child and what they can cope with and manage and be really realistic about that because I think, you know, we all get the the whole FOMO thing and it comes in even more if you potentially have young children and you can see maybe friends and family who don't need to leave early because maybe their children have grown up or they don't have children and you're having to go. And that can often lead to us going, oh, it'll be fine. It won't, it'll be fine. We'll just stay. And then it, it isn't fine because someone's had a meltdown or just super overtired or it impacts somehow. And so I think it's be really realistic and go, how do we make it work? to the best of our ability and it can be different things I remember um I actually worked a wedding where I was just in the background for one of the children and then the child was having a wonderful time but you could see them edging ever closer to that something we're on the edge of having fun and bursting into tears because we've just gone overboard and it was my moment to say okay well we're just going to go and have a bit of quiet time we went off and I got the little one bathed, ready for bed and popped the little one to bed. Mum and dad continued to have a great time at the wedding. And then when they were done, they came home and I left. Now, that's not something that everyone can do, but I would say where possible, kind of going, is there a plan you can put in place that your child or children can be with you at certain parts of these events? But then is there a point where someone else could come and help you out and say, actually, we're, we're, you know, we'll take them home or, and actually you may find other families at the same event will be having the same questions. So it might be that you club in with one person who can sit with two children and you can share the costs or whatever it might be. That's what we did. That's Mm -hmm. what we did at the wedding, at our wedding. Everybody who had children kind of said, right, we'll all pay whatever and then mm-hmm. we had people to come and kind of listen in and check in yeah. on you know pr- um and I think that by doing that it does relieve quite a lot of pressure but again not always people can't can't always do that can they no. so like you say it's about kind of making sure that you know your child and you know what their their limit is because if mm-hmm. you don't do that then it just ruins the whole thing for you doesn't it yeah and if if you are you know a couple it might be having that conversation and going, look, how do we make this work? 
does one of us go home for a couple of hours and then we do a swap and I'll come back and you get like, how do we do this? Or is it that we, you know, we say by seven o'clock we'll be heading off and ultimately if that slightly changes or the little one's actually doing really well, then you can adjust it. But I think when you go in with an expectation of it being like it was, it can Mm -hmm. feel really disappointing and really quite demoralising, probably. It is a bit like holidays, isn't it? Where Mm -hmm. you kind of, when you go on holidays, you kind of think, oh, it's going to be fine. They'll sleep in the pushchair. And then after the first night, you're like, "Mm, actually, (laughs) let's just sit on the balcony because it's not going to work, you know? So, Yeah. yeah. And I think it's also, you know, we have these expectations. We're going to these events because we really want to go to them. But there can be a lot of sitting around. There can be a lot of adult kind of conversation that's going on and the children are having to entertain themselves. So I think, again, it's being very aware that you may need entertainment for those children. Now, it again, depends on the event. I would also say probably over the years, weddings have become much more, if they do have children there, there's tends to be something to keep the children entertained to a point again I've done a few of worked those and we are normally in another room and we kind of have loads of resources and the children can come in and do that we tend to have them over this kind of this time of the speeches because again <laughs> the children are like <laughs> but you kind of also need to make sure that your children are prepared for what's going to happen because Absolutely. if there are people there that they don't know necessarily mm-hmm. And they they don't want to go off and play with them. Then that can also be a disaster, can't it? But you also need to prepare for that. Yeah, yeah. That if you can see that that opportunity is there, it's like a kids club. It's on holiday and you go, you're like, yes, we've booked this because it's a kids club. Yeah. And we can have a couple of hours every day and we can lie by the pool. They'll go and have a lovely time because who wouldn't want to go to a kids club? Look at it. And you get there and they flatly refuse to even walk in the door that's my children (laughs) honestly Mm -hmm. like you've just described my family holiday Mm. and I think that's the other thing because you can kind of go oh we're going to this and there's going to be these ladies there or gentlemen there that are there to um play with you they're going to have all these things and you get there and they're like nah I want to stay with you I want to sit on your lap (laughs) and what have you got to entertain me um or i'll only go in if you come with me and you're yeah brilliant you're sat there whilst potentially if you have another half they're off you know oh see you in a bit and it's like no we're tag teaming this don't you worry you will be coming in here in a minute but again it's preparing i think it's a lot of preparing ourselves for how this could go And it Mm. sounds great that there's going to be... And do you know what? If you have a child who is into all of that and loves going off and doing it, fab. Because that is great. But there are also a lot of children who find a new environment, completely new people, completely new children, and being separated from you potentially in an environment that they're not sure about. It's not necessarily conducive to them going, waving you off and being like, yeah. Okay, I'm no. good. It's a bit they, like a first day at nursery, isn't it, really? It if you is. think about it. Yeah. And you so know. again, it's, you know, it's taking that time to say, you're here and I'm going to be here. If you need me, 
this lady and always work out the names of the people who are caring for the children and be like, you know, Claire will come and get me if you need me. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. or she'll bring you to me. And it's explaining all of that. I'm not very far away. I'm not going anywhere. I will come back and see you. And you might be, you know, I'll come back every 20 minutes and check in. And that just helps, again, lots of reassurance and lots of kind of guidance on those sorts of things, if Mm. that's what happens. And, you know, we didn't have entertainment at our wedding. There weren't that many children there. I think we had about eight children there or something. And because I knew them and I knew the ages of them, I it was only cheap things, but I made them like a big pass the parcel kind of thing, which was mm-hmm. a big parcel with lots of little parcels in. And so at the beginning of the speeches, like you say, I gave them, the, I said, oh, everybody come and all the children come and get your parcel. And I gave them all a parcel and in the parcel were things also to do. So, and mm-hmm. honestly, it did work. It actually, it really did work because they were like, oh, and they had all their little presents and then perhaps there was colouring and, you know, there was a little puzzle and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are other things that you can do to, if you don't have those people to kind of try and um, try and help. I think that was that was quite a triumph moment for me, Claire, I've got to be honest. I was like, really impressed. I've nailed this. That's what I was saying to myself. I know this what? is like the highlight of my parenting journey. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm really impressed because I can only imagine <laughs> that they were one unwrapping presents anyway is a great thing. Plus, it's quite yeah an interesting thing to think about. Most children, when you go to an event, would expect to have presents because they would relate it to being very similar to a birthday. And so actually having something that's wrapped up, it doesn't have to be, like you say, anything expensive. It could even be their own toys re-wrapped. Yeah. That throughout the day you, you know, you give them to them, they unwrap them. It's a novelty factor. But absolutely, it's, and in a way you have to take a bag of stuff to keep them entertained. Mm. And what about snacks and meals and things? Because obviously, well, not obviously, but quite often the meals are at the wrong time, aren't they? So therefore Mm -hmm. you've got a child that has lunch at 12 o'clock and the meal isn't until two o'clock after all the millions of photographs that have been taken. (laughs) And again, if it's not a wedding and it's uh, an anniversary meal or whatever they might be, they're very unlikely to be at 12 o'clock or potentially half 11, Mm -hmm. depending on what time you feed your child normally um taking snacks is kind of an essential and i would depend on the age of your child but just take your own food to have as backup because one even if they aren't hungry and they're happy to eat when all the adults eat do they like the food because you do not want to have that moment where you all sit down and this is their main meal you know they're getting you know hungry and suddenly you're like, they're not going to eat this. And you've got no backup. Um, I would take more than snacks. I would take like picnic lunches again, age 10. Full on lunch, yeah. Mm, I would, yeah. because actually if you don't use it, you can use it again. You know, if you put ice packs around it, you'll use it at some point. But I would always go pred. It's slightly different, but we went out for Sunday lunch the other week. And again, that's quite a family event. And it was, it must have been about quarter past one when this family walked in and they were obviously meeting some friends. Um, It wasn't family, it was like other couples. And then one couple had a kind of, probably I would have said about a 18 month old, 20 month old maybe. And they walked in and 
I instantly could sense that they were like, right. They'd had the chat in the car. It was like, right, we're going to do this. And the other couples didn't have children with them and maybe didn't have children. And they walked in and you could hear them saying to the child, it's okay. This is going to be lovely. And you're like, I don't know who you're trying to convince, (laughs) whether it's you or the child. They went to sit him on the chair because there wasn't a high chair at this point. He just burst out into tears and was just hysterical because obviously it just threw him. He didn't know what was going on. And so they're like, what do we do now? We can't have this happen. And they're, they're going to him. We can't, you, you can't do this. You just can't do this. We've got to have lunch. <laughs> He's like <laughs> looking at them like, Ugh. and so they're like, let's take him back outside. Let's start again. So they went back outside. Someone brought a high chair to the table and then they came back and they're like, look, a chair just for you. And you could just feel everything about oh, them being so goodness. tense. You know, he sat down in it and then their friends arrived and they're like, yes. Yes, we're all good. And, you could, and it's like, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, I know. But actually, they instantly got out some snacks for him. Um, the only thing I'd say about that is, don't use your snacks too quick. We can be very kind of into getting mm. into the snacks because we know, it, but the they run out after a period of time, and so if you've got anything else that you can entertain them with before you kick in snacks great but yeah don't use it up yeah yeah so when you arrive at an event and with your children and unlike that person that they obviously arrived on their own Mm. at the pub but if you arrive at an event and everyone's already there Mm. and your child is there and potentially they don't necessarily know them how do you manage that whole oh hello give me a hug it's auntie such and such I mean I know that we've done this kind of in another podcast but I think it's worth mentioning now because particularly at a wedding a family wedding where you've got loads of people that probably you know you don't like my for example at our wedding my sister and her husband and my niece were there um my nephew was actually there as well but my sister was pregnant so they were there, but my children probably because they live so far away didn't really know them from Adam. And you know, my sister, she's pretty good actually. But you know, th- there was potential like overload mm-hmm. for the children. Like, oh, come and see Auntie Jane. You know, give me a cut. And, and actually, that's quite a lot for a little one in mm. an, a massive in an event. They don't know where they are, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, all different clothes potentially because they have to be dressed up, you know, mm-hmm. for this thing. And then for somebody to be kind of going, come and give me a cuddle. And they're like, I have no idea who you are. Go mm-hmm. away. <laughs> and actually just walking into a room with a lot of people can be very overwhelming. Even for us. Yeah. And I think yeah. one trying to, again, age dependent. But I think don't be afraid to kind of say, oh, it, He's just taking a little bit of time to adjust. There's lots of people. Like, explain it to the people. And some people will be like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. Other people might be like, oh, it'd be fine. And it's like, yeah, just got to warm up a little bit. He, you know, this is quite a lot. Um, so, you know, give him a minute. And it might be that you hold their hand or it might be if they're really little, you, you know, pick them up and hold them. And it's kind of going, oh, this is such and such. They are, you know... 
you probably don't remember them because we haven't seen them for such a long time, but and just kind of narrate it. And so that mm. one, your child hears it being reassuring, but secondly, the other adult is getting the message of just, you know, don't feel that you have to kind of be all in straight away. I think one of the harder ones um, to really manage is when someone has only just had a baby and they get invited to these sorts of things and the babies are too small to be left with anybody. And so they, you know, very often it's no, absolutely bring them along because they're still so tiny. And you're in an environment where everyone's like, can I have a cuddle? Oh, I'll have a cuddle. I'll come over. And I think it's being quite careful in those situations that, again, you go prepared. And in a way, when you get to a venue, whatever venue it is, and for whatever occasion it is, it's kind of saying, do you have an area where I can go sit and feed? Is there an area where, and ultimately, where I can just go and have some time away? Because you may need that. Um, Mm -hmm. Because actually, it's also preparing that most of the questions are going to be around baby. And if you are in a position where you're really sleep deprived, actually maybe not feeling your best at this point and everyone around you is like full of it and, you know, completely kind of on party vibes and you're thinking, I only gave birth a few weeks ago or three months ago. Um, And you may also have like a toddler or older children as well. And you're trying to manage all of that. I think it, again, it's managing that and being like, oh, is it okay? You know, they're just, I've just popped them in the pram or actually we're just about to have, you know, do a feed or actually they've only just fallen asleep. I'm just going to leave them for a little bit because it's been a bit of a stimulating time for them. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very easy for me to sit here and say that, but I have just watched so many babies passed around and so many parents they're kind of watching it happen and normally it's kind of us saying you know if I'm working a wedding or something like that it might be going did you want to just come through and have a sit down in a comfy chair and you know is there something we can get you do you just need some time out um someone needs to give permission for that to happen um yeah very often because you don't necessarily initiate it and so I think it's also, you know, being considerate. And if you're a guest at this event and you can see there's a parent with a new ch- baby or someone who's there with their child who is having a difficult time, actually look out for them and go, mm. do you want to just, you know, do you want to go for a walk? Do you, you know, have you seen that there's a quiet room here, there and everywhere or whatever? It's just looking out for those people because it's not easy. No, it really isn't. And things like um, if you're breastfeeding in particular, passing a baby round with lots of heavily perfumed people or aftershaved mm-hmm. people can actually confuse the baby, can't it, in terms of their But it can for feeding. a bottle-fed so baby as well. Things like that. That ultimately yeah, right, okay. they're still, you know, they smell still that you, connection. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. it's re- you know, yeah. regardless of how you feed, it's it's down to lots of different smells. You know, we need to remember babies are so sensory. Mm-hmm. That if they are being held differently, they can smell different smells, which is fine because it's, you know, about learning. But if it's very intense and a lot of, you know, there's noise, there's 
lots of different um, smells. There's lots of different um, voices. All those things can be so stimulating for young children. And so, again, it's kind of managing that and having things like their comforters. So I would say for if you've got a small baby and you are using things like muslins and things as comforters, keep the comforter that you use for settling them to sleep or what you use for feeding um, when you feed them. Keep that away from anyone else coming along, taking the baby, sticking it over their shoulder, as in the the muslin or Mm. comforter or whatever, that then smells of them. And then they pass baby Mm. on to someone else and they hand over that muslin again. And so it then becomes this thing that smells so bizarre by the time they come back to you. So whereas at least if you can have a muslin or comforter that is purely smelling of you, it just reconnects the both of you Mm. once baby comes back. But never be afraid Mm. to say, actually, no, bit cuddled out. And actually, I'm just going to have a cuddle (laughs) with my baby because I haven't had one for a bit. So and that's okay. And that is okay, isn't it? Yeah. And there are just there are a few other things about an event like a wedding, aren't there, that we kind of maybe just need to touch on before we finish. So things like it being a very like we said right at the beginning that at a child event, so a children's party, we're very aware of things like, for example, allergies and potentially, you know, the floor glass. might have a glass might have been smashed or and then you might have bowls of nuts lying around, you know, that. People, So I think it's just before you go, kind of thinking again, you know, we've said all this about our expectations, about thinking, you know, there potentially are risks at this venue that people won't necessarily have thought Mm -hmm. about in the same way they would if it's a children's. Yeah, it's even thinking about things like walking around eating, because if you think canapes, um, actually, sometimes if it's a more adult event, there'll be kind of people standing around eating. And if the children are there and they're walking around eating, or there's, you know, I've been to some places where there's a great kind of section for children. So there's like the the sweets and, you know, treats and all of those sorts of things. But if they're just going off and getting them, you have no idea whether they're running around with a lollipop in their mouth, those sorts of things. And I think it's that, it's that awareness you know, how big is the venue you're going to? Are there stairs? Actually, how easy is it for them to get out? Um, and so you do have to be much more on high alert when you have little ones. Do you know what? I feel, I thought my children, we went, we took them, they were probably nine or 10. And I thought, oh, this is brilliant. They're off playing with the other children. How lovely. Didn't see them for hours. That night, they were so sick. (laughs) I mean, because there was exactly what you just said, a sweet trolley thing. And that is all they did the whole time. That's why they were quiet. You know, I had that nice parenting highlight at the beginning, you know, like of, yeah, this this was a low light. Because I was like... Rich is Rich said, Oh my goodness, being really sick. I thought we thought, oh no, they've got something, you know, they've got a bug. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, it's like flumps. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not a this is not this norovirus. Is a pure sugar vomit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
good. There was yeah, the body so, was like, yeah. there's no more sugar that can come into <laughs> this body. It has to come out. Has had enough. <laughs> but that's yeah. the thing. Like they're great ideas. Yeah. But again. If you've been out to an event and you think, oh, brilliant, we'll get home, they'll go to bed, they've gone to bed later, so they'll get up later, all those sorts of things. And then suddenly you have the vomiting child because they've been consuming their body weight and sugar, or you have a child who's awake because they're just completely wired as what's just gone on, or they've gone to bed much later and actually it's triggered an early wake. You have to be prepared for those sorts of things. And those ideas at these events, like the sugar trolley, and all these little things that we do to keep children entertained, you just have to monitor. Yeah, definitely. And be aware of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because they they sound like a great idea. And then sometimes... Let that be a lesson to everybody. It can come back and bite you a little. Or a lot. Literally, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I think, you know, they can be, it can be nice to have a, a children at a party. Absolutely. And, you know, older people particularly, you know, like you're talking about grandparents, they love it. Mm-hmm. And I think as long as, because it's not just about managing our expectations or the children's expectations, it's also about managing people like their expectations. Mm. Right, we're going to come for a couple of hours, but we're going to have to go because we need to make sure that they're not going to ruin the party by, you know, doing mm x y and z you know they they might be tired da, 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 da. so as long as everybody is kind of aware including the children of what's going to happen then actually it can be a really nice time yep and and actually if you go with the right expectations prepared with what you need or what you think you might need that's the other thing always take spare clothes oh god yeah yeah and also normally you have to travel for these things and if your child suddenly develops car sickness on the way there Sometimes I would also say don't dress them until you get to the event. If you've planned that outfit for them and they've had an explosive and they can't wear it or they vomit Mm. and then you have to put them in a a baby grow. It's it's just disappointing. It's really disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. And I would always have two back two options so that you're happy with Mm -hmm. for those sorts of things because you want them to look lovely and everything else. But they also need to be practical. You also need to be prepared that it's always yeah. the time that they're going to have an explosive nappy or they might have an accident or they could be car sick. But as long as you're prepared, you can have a lovely yeah, time. Yeah, then it's all good. Well, so everybody go off and enjoy <sighs> your summer weddings and your mm. parties. I've got two and... weddings this year. You know, 10. Oh. So I'll be, yeah, I'll be looking. I'll be looking to You'll see. You'll be prepared. Yeah. yeah. Making sure everyone's all Get right. Get those ideas of... Oh, that's a good idea that that parents had to yeah, their exactly. child entertained. <laughs> just Podcast make sure James two. doesn't point out your. Just take make sure yeah. James doesn't point out you're a nanny and you could look after all the children. Well, he normally points it out doing. as much as he can yeah. when we're on an aircraft. So if we're flying on holiday and there's a child that's upset, he says it really loudly. But you're a nanny. Why don't you go and help? I'm like, I'll <laughs> go and help if you need help. <laughs> but I don't think they need. It's like, yeah, no, go on. So you can yeah. sort it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, that was party. Feel like I need a party now. Party tastic. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Mm. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family, or head to our website. The links are in our show notes. 
Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Team and everything in between. See you then.